This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Oh, we got to get somebody to get Glenn. There's a new receptionist. Oh, no. Uh, is there somebody outside that could do it? Yeah. I'll text Chris and tell him to do it. All right, yeah. So setting someone down. <laughs> That's funny. Oh, is he on, on, on this level, though? I think it's our someone filling in. This is the greatest intro ever. Yeah. <laughs> By the way. Well, yeah, just keep it rolling. Uh, I'll go grab him right now. Okay. Is Chris not around? I don't know where he is. All right, so I'll just, yeah. <laughs> it's the Miggs cast. I'm Steve Miggs. I've already lost the Reverend in Fuego. <laughs> Glenn Cannon stuck at the front desk, but who cares? I got cares? Levi Lyon here. <laughs> I got Devin from Sin Circus. Yep. And I am, uh, of course, Rev's the guy in charge of the microphone, so we might have to just... Uh, and also Steve from Metal Church? Jesus Christ, what kind of day is this? <laughs> well, we're going to find out. <laughs> <laughs> it's a true honor getting to have you here, Steve, honestly. Like, that's when well, Levi just mentioned that. Steve's coming along, too, and it's like... Okay, that doesn't right suck. Right man. Well, okay. happy to be here. Can you, okay, we have a lot of stuff to talk about, obviously. Sin Circus, Devin, I'm very excited. You guys are going to be playing with Dave Ellison from Megadeth. Okay. That's not. Uh, this this uh, is I'm actually Derek. Derek? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, it's all good. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah, they're brothers. They look a lot alike. You're welcome. <laughs> I, I even get it mixed up sometimes. <laughs> Where's Devin? Wait, no, that's, I'm Derek. What's going on? Sorry about that, man. Sorry about no, that. No, it's all good. It's all good. I'm an idiot. No problem. I suck. <laughs> Do over. See, the problem is Glenn's not here, and he usually keeps me sane. Yeah, yeah, yeah I've let you down. Can, before we get to anything, so Sin Circuit's obviously going to be playing at Louis G's on Saturday, and you're going to be playing along with Dave Ellison, which is pretty freaking awesome. Yeah, we are. We're pretty stoked about it. We, we've been um, really pushing hard to, to get the material down right and uh, do it some justice, you know? And uh, we're really excited to be playing with um, Dave. He's a great guy. We love hanging out with him. We're, we're going we're gonna to be um, headlining the show at 1045 to 11. Okay, and Dave will be will be playing with Dave as his backup band and jamming some Megadeth tunes. What? Uh, yeah, yeah, it's gonna be really cool, man. Oh, I do a great Dave Mustaine impression if you need someone to sing. Yeah, I just keep my mouth. I want to hear it. You just keep your teeth clenched and you just talk like this. Put him in control. So if you need somebody, I'm the guy. It could be me and Steve. You and I will do it together. All right, we're gonna do it. Ah, Glenn. Glenn's here. Hi, Glenn. Everything made it. I'm back too. Morning, everybody. And we got Rev here. Dave Ellison's gonna be here in a minute. So we got Derek from Sin Circus. I don't know if you know Steve from Metal Church. All right, now we're all formal. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Steve, can you share the story? Before we started, can you share the story about the, 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 the person that met you and decided to travel and follow your band? Oh, the one I just told you? Yes. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah, this is a great yeah. story, Glenn. You, you only, is this okay. a good story or a bad story? It's well, it's, story. it's one of those things where, you know, <laughs> you, you saw a, uh, a cute girl from the backside, and you're like, damn. And then anyway, the girl that was standing next to me at the time, she was like, oh, well, that's my friend. Let me go introduce you. And so I was like, oh, okay, cool. They walk over there, and the girl turns around, and I was just, you know, scared the hell out of me. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you know, you're, you're already committed at this point, so you got to be like, oh, hi, how you doing there, sweetie, you know? And so anyway, because I was nice to her, she, like, you know, uh, ended up following the band around for, like, the next three cities. And, uh, yeah, like, the next next city we showed up, tour bus pulls up, and 
this girl was standing out there in the same exact schoolgirl outfit that I seen her two nights ago. Well, she didn't change. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe she's got like six same of them. I don't know. She was holding the know. first night was still in her hand. Same <laughs> chloroform Man, soap swag. She shows up. She's got two big old shopping bags in her hand. And I was like, I looked out the bus window and I seen her. I was like, oh, no. So I told the other guys in the band to tell her that I stayed in the city behind and I was going to fly in for the show later tonight. So uh, she, <laughs> she just handed the bags to the guys and said, okay, well, I'll be at the show. Tell them I'm here. Well, you say we're shopping bags, not luggage bags. Oh, yeah, yeah, true. Could have been a lot worse, right? Could have been really scary. That's what I That's what I actually thought you were meaning when you said she had two bags. I was like, okay, I'm ready to move creepy. in. I'm ready to go. I'm ready to come with you. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah, so yeah, she brought a bunch of like baked goods and a couple Ooh. jars of like moonshine and everything and the guys brought on the bus and I was like, man, I'm not eating that stuff. And they're like, you're not going to eat that? I'm like, no, if you're still standing an hour or so, I might try some, but... <laughs> Have you guys seen Game of Thrones? Don't you know how this ends? <laughs> Are you crazy? Yeah. I've learned the hard way. <laughs> Wait, so what was the way that you learned that? <laughs> uh, that's a whole other story. I don't think we should tell that one on the air, though. We've got 10 minutes until Dave calls in. <laughs> Dave Ellison from uh, Megadeth is going to be joining us in just a little bit. But, and yeah. so this is a cool thing about you guys, Derek and, and Steve. You, that, Derek, that's your dad. Yeah, it is my dad. Yeah, I don't know if you know that, but that's, yeah. that's your dad. So did you know he had a stalker till? <laughs> I've, met, I've met a few of them. Or yeah, which stalker? Which stalker? Yeah, that girl that used to stand outside my bedroom window. You know, after a while, you just get used to it. Yeah, yeah. They become like, hey, aunt, how's it going? Like, What's it, Beth from uh, Two and a Half Men? So a situation like that. <laughs> she jumps off the balcony or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I gotta get away. Yeah. So what was that? Okay, so Steve, you gotta be pumped that both your boys are ro- playing rock music. You know, oh, I mean, I got lucky, man. I mean, I got I got buddies of mine. You know, their kids grew up and they got into rap or you know, <laughs> that's a shame. I mean, you know, it's a tough pill to swallow. Yeah, yeah. You're like, but no, I got lucky. First of all, I got two boys. You know, which uh, I'd be a horrible dad for girls, I think, because <laughs> I know the kind of guy I've been, and I know there's other guys out there like me. So, you know, now my boys have come back. We high five. They tell me stories. I'm like, yeah. sweet. <laughs> and, uh, now, now that's my daughter telling me that kind of stuff. I'd be like, oh, no. Where is this boy? I'm yeah. going to kill him. Yeah, that's right. you, you find the kid, and you're like, I've been to jail, and I'm not afraid to go back. You know what I mean? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's not true either. I've been there on one side. That was not a fun place to be. <laughs> I don't care about going back. Yeah, right. So yeah, I'll for, keep that one quiet. For you, Derek, what's your favorite? I mean, I, I mean, you, you got your dad's metal church, incredible yeah, yeah. band. What's your favorite story about having Steve as your dad? I mean, a member of metal church. Do you have any recollections growing up? You're like, this is nuts. I don't think oh, other yeah. kids are experiencing. This. Oh yeah, I mean, I remember when I, I must have been seven years old or something like that, and we went on tour with metal church just to just to like check out. He just wanted to take us and show us uh, how the tour life is, really. And, or or uh, Steve couldn't find a babysitter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll make Kurt watch him. Stick with the first version of the story. He wanted you to see what the road was like. Yeah, yeah. He wanted, uh, he wanted to show us how the, how the road was. And uh, I think Metal Church was on tour with um, Wasp and was it Rat? Or was it? Wasp, Rat, LA Guns. LA Guns, oh yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, it was, a, it was a cool package. I remember one time we went missing because we were hanging out with <laughs> Phil Lewis of LA Guns on his bus. Mm-hmm. He was like, you guys come over here. I think we were playing video games with him or something like that on his bus. 
and uh, they didn't know where we were. So Metal Church was like freaking out, trying to find oh. us. <laughs> Me and my brother Devin lost my seven-year-old son yeah, yeah. and my ten-year-old son on tour. <laughs> the rest yeah. of the band's like, Steve, how'd you lose your kids? <laughs> like, well, it's kind of easy. They're kind of small. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah and but... I was busy doing sound check, and I came back, and the bus was <laughs> empty, and I'm like, where in the heck are my kids? Oh, dude, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's only funny because it's not funny. Like, right, right. Where are my kids? I found him. Uh, yeah, I mean, this, they used to go on tour with me, you know, I would be on tour like, you know, two and a half months out of their like summer vacation from school and I'd be like, man, I got to do something because, you know, we, we do a lot of stuff together. I mean, we, you know, we do everything from snow ski, yeah, jet yeah. ski, scuba nice. dive, awesome. dirt bike riding, dirt bike riding paintballing. I mean, we do, we're pretty active oh, yeah. all together. And Paintball when I was on favorite. tour for most of summer, I was like, dude, I got, I got to do something, man. I got, you know, so I took him out for like two weeks on the tour with us. And then the last show of the tour, we were with uh, Queensryche and we were playing in mm-hmm. uh, Puerto Rico. Yeah. Uh, was that a San Juan, time? Puerto Rico? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. And uh, that was the final show of the tour. And so I brought the boys all the way down to that. And then we ended up staying there for like a week after, just, you know, hanging out. That sounds out. terrible. Yeah. 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 You know, yeah. right? Like, <laughs> that sounds terrible, man. Like My parents took yeah. me to Hershey Park in Hershey, Pennsylvania. <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> and that was a big deal. Like, we're going to Hershey Park. Bro, that was the pinnacle. I know. <laughs> I love you, son. We can afford for you to ride one ride. <laughs> Put some ears on and pretend you're there, son. That's right. <laughs> You're in freaking Puerto Rico partying with all the band. Yeah, yeah. Sounds great. I mean, that sounds terrible. It was cool, man. I definitely had a really cool upbringing, and now I get to do um, something that I think that I was meant to do. Yeah, my In my band, Sin Circus, and we're doing really good right now. We're actually working on a new album, which is just coming along awesome. I mean, I think you've seen us play before, right? Yeah, it's been a minute. It's been a minute. Yeah, Yeah, you got to come see us now, dude. Oh, I'm down. I'm down, It's way different now, yeah. Yeah. The 22nd. Yeah. Yeah. Where are you guys at? Yeah. Where are you guys at? 22nd? Yes. Louis? Yeah, this Louis Saturday. I can come Fifeward. This Saturday? Fifeward? Yeah. This is it, man. Fifeward. Uh, yeah. I've got a plan. Fifeward. Yeah. Right on, man. That's why we're here today. You didn't get the memo, huh? <laughs> I never get the memo. <laughs> we keep them in the dark. I'd have been in here earlier, but I didn't get the memo about the different receptionist. She was out there with the gloves on and two fingers in, and you know. I know I had to go save you. I was asking her after you dinner about the time fingers? Red was like, "Dude, come on back." Yeah, the, the, the old receptionist she doesn't use gloves. No. It's just, yeah, we got. She's got those big Keith go Richards back, knuckles right? too. It's really terrifying. Oh, oh man! Wow, why you got so hard on Keith? Why does he like that? Because he's got really freaky turtle shell knuckles, man. <laughs> wow, they're just goo bumps, man. Google image search his knuckles. <laughs> <laughs> and oh, dude! Yeah, he turned into a petrodon at some point, man. Yeah, he did. Have you guys ever noticed that? And the guy can still play guitar amazingly well, but each individual knuckle is did about nuts. three inches wide. Yeah, his that's hands huge. turned into some kind of a like Skeletor. I think that's why he's yeah. not dead because he's part lizard. He's like yeah, a yeah. Yeah. he's good to go. They point. say they say that every time you smoke a cigarette, it takes seven minutes off your life and gives it to Keith Richards. <laughs> <laughs> He is eternal. Uh, Dude, I think that might be true. When Keith Richards' daughters die, he's going to get all their stuff. (laughs) They have a will for him. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. So, again, uh, this is happening on this Saturday over at at, at Luigi's and Five, which is an awesome spot. It's amazing. Um, Yeah, people can just go to Luigi's Pizza online to purchase the tickets or just uh, go to Brown Paper Tickets. They're available there as well. Where can people get information about Sin Circus? Uh, you can, yeah, you can find us on Facebook at Sin Circus Band. 
give us a like. Um, you'll always know where we're playing, and you'll always know how to get. Uh, you can even message us; we'll message you back. We're we're cool like that. You oh. know? <laughs> Clearly, your dad hasn't taught you right. You don't yeah, talk yeah. to the fans. <laughs> <laughs> so I, that's awesome. I'm so far behind. It's usually like, sorry, it's been a month. I'm just yeah, getting yeah. to this. Uh, sorry, and it's usually like, dude, can you get me on the list from yeah. a month ago? <laughs> and yeah, I'm right, like, right. sure, so no problem. Yeah, that's yeah, sure yeah. happened last I am week. So sorry. Yeah, it's dude, hard to always. keep up with it. It is. I can't keep up. It's terror. I try. Yeah. I usually dedicate like an hour a week to sit down and try and dig myself out. Yeah, which is awesome. I'm really excited that people want to yeah, reach yeah, out exactly, to me. But exactly. I, you know, so, I feel bad. Like, let me give you a little tip, Glenn. If you just do like ten minutes a day, it's easier than an hour a week. <sighs> You're right. It is. It's right. a little bit longer. That's ten is. minutes I could be sleeping, man. <laughs> Priorities, baby. Priorities. You just made this, you made it the most simple advice that I never even thought about. But you're absolutely right. Well, I'm a pretty simple yeah, guy. Yeah. You know. It's like, hey man, you want to lose some weight? Do some push-ups. <laughs> huh? Thanks, man. Day. I'm just gonna go cry in the corner yeah. for a minute about my stupidity. <laughs> no, really. That's that's one. That's one cool thing about social media, though. Is I'm not really big on it because I just I just don't really like it that much. But yeah. the one thing that's cool is that we get to be just like right there with our fans all the time. People can just message us. We can talk to our fans, and it's really it's, cool. It's, it's nice a good to way to connect. It's yeah. nice to get an instant reaction to something yeah, that you yeah. busted your ass for. In the past, we've never had that. You just hope yeah. someone's in their living room exactly. listening to the music, but you'll never know. Right? You never know, yeah. yeah. But, but, now, but now you get to hear back from them, and you get feedback, so it's really cool to hear what they have to say about us, yeah. especially over the 10 years that we've been a band around here. Yeah. So. Especially, so, especially if you do something that sucks, then they'll really let you know. Oh, gosh. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> no, what are you talking about? People on social media are always nice. They never yeah, bring yeah, up the negative exactly. stuff. I don't know what you're talking you could about, do a thousand, sure. You could do a thousand things perfectly, but if you do one thing and you yeah. screw it up, yeah. it's like, that's going to be the thing. Everybody's like, dude, did you see him do that one thing? <laughs> so is the most recent uh, release for Sin Circus, is it the board EP? Or cause I'm looking on Apple Music, or is that, or is it the Chemical Youth? Uh, Chemical Youth is us, yeah. So is that another Sin Circus? Yeah, there's one. Do we need in, to start a fight with another England. band? There's one in England right now. Yeah, we're gonna have to shut that down. Yeah, yeah. You guys yeah. Uh, trademarked? Uh, yeah, we are. Uh, All right, it's time. Let's sue them right now. Yeah, yeah, there it is. Yeah. Boom, <laughs> dropping the I've hammer. I've had to do that yeah. once. Honestly, yeah, yeah, exactly. the other band was really cool, and I was totally like, I am so sorry. Yeah. Here's the situation. It's not their mm. fault. Really. I apologize, guys. I know this sucks. And just sent them a nice, and then I yeah. sent, of course, all my registration numbers, and they're mm-hmm. like, "Oh, dude, really?" And I'm like, "Yeah, sorry, bro. <laughs> I don't want to be contacting you, bro. I'm not yeah, stoked yeah. either." But they were really cool about it. Yeah. Right. So, <laughs> I mean, we'll, yeah, we'll figure that out. Um, but the, the yeah, the last one is Chemical Youth, and um, we got a new one coming pretty soon. Hopefully, by the the end of this year, we'll have nice. it out. And uh, I'm really excited about it. It's um, the last one we released was in 2015, I think. So mm-hmm. it's. It's been a while, and people just, they want to hear some new Sin Circus, and uh, they're going to be excited oh, about it. Yep. Oh, we'll we play some stuff off of it, but uh, make sure you guys join us cool, also. Right, but we're going to have Dave Ellison right now joining us. Oh, so, yeah. Right. yeah. <laughs> hey, is this Dave? Yes, David da- calling. How are you? David, Steve over here in KSW. I'm here with Glenn, the Rev. There's a lot of names you're going to have to remember, but that's okay. <laughs> um, okay, all good. And then also, I, I don't know, I'm sure you know Steve from Metal Church. He's here with us, and also Derek from sure. Sin Circus. Hey, what's up, How's Dave? it going, man? Hey. So we got a whole hey guys. What's going on? How got, are you? We got a whole crew here, just all excited to get to chat with you, my man. Dude, it's an honor to get nice. to chat with you. Um, I, I have to share my my one experience of getting to meet you is a, a fun one. It was a couple years ago when the Seahawks were in the Super Bowl and unfortunately lost. We won't talk about that part. Uh, but it was uh, it was in Arizona, and we share a mutual friend in Craig Gas. And Craig oh, yes. Craig invited me to the Phoenix Suns game, and he's like, "Hey." I want you to meet one of my other buddies is here as well, my buddy Dave. And I'm like, oh, cool. So then he brings us over, my wife and I, and we go over to say hi to you. And instantly I'm like, oh, 
Craig, you never mentioned that it's Dave freaking Ellison from Megadeth. Thanks a lot. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm, Craig's such a humble guy, right? He's a humble guy that also likes to drop some names every once in a while. So I was like, of all times, man. Like, I'm actually, <laughs> But it was really cool getting to meet you. And my favorite part about it was my wife, who's not a super metal person, uh, but yeah. but I was like, oh, you know, Dave's like, you know involved in the church and things along those lines. My wife's super Christian. And man, yeah. she, she could not stop talking about you after that experience. She's like, "That it's cool when like you know you get to have somebody meet somebody that doesn't is not phased by them being rock stars and walks away being like that guy yeah. was awesome." I'm like, "I know that was a great experience." <laughs> <laughs> well, awesome. Well, good. Well, it sounds like we we hit on all the finer points. Jesus. Seahawks and Craig Gass. <laughs> That's really. You got it all covered. Those are the three things I live for, Dave. The Holy Trinity. <laughs> the Holy Trinity, exactly. Dave, I want to ask exactly. you, so you're coming here for uh, Louis G's. Obviously, uh, we got Derek from Sin Circuit said they're going to be playing there, and they're going to be playing along with you as well, and it's called Bass Story, and it's an intimate evening of riffs and repartee happening this Saturday over at Louis G's in Fife. Exactly what are you going to be doing while there? You know, it's very similar to the base clinics that I used to do in music stores. And I say used to because, you know, a lot of that market is kind of draw, you know, kind of dried up. Like, you know, where maybe a Fender or Marshall or somebody would bring a famous rock star in to kind of uh, do a, a clinic or a master class inside of a, uh, like a guitar center, like a music store or something, you know. And what the idea that I had with this was, you know, it's fun to sit down and play through in a storyteller fashion, not so much a clinic fashion, because I've never been an instructor and a teacher. You know, I'm a kid who grabbed the bass and called my buddies and we formed a band and we went on stage and that's what I've been doing for the last 40 some years of my life. So the, the whole idea with Bay Story is that, you know, to sit down and, and or, or stand, whatever, but to go through kind of the history of my life, you know, not always riff by riff, but certainly a lot of key riffs talking about you know, 35 years of Megadeth campaign this year, it really, yeah. I think, has brought things full circle um, with just the, the history of the band, obviously me and Dave. And the bass, you know, is a huge part of the, uh, you know, symphony of destruction inside of Megadeth. Yeah. What's been, uh, so, so have you done a few of these so far? And if so, what's been a favorite memory of uh, just interacting with the fans and the st- a story that you, you've enjoyed when, when doing the bass story? Well, I, I have done a couple. Um, and again, to me, the master class spoken word thing kind of works really well together. I had done a, um, a spoken word tour over in Australia right before I actually we recorded the Dystopia album. So this was like early 2015. And it was a, what, a five or six city tour across the, all of Australia. And I found, you know, Australia is a very vast continent, just like America. Um, you know, New York to L.A. to Minneapolis to Birmingham are very different cultures, you know, and I found every one of them was very different. And that's that's quite honestly is where I did my first uh, really essentially base story event, even though I didn't call it that at the time. And it was down in Adelaide, um, one of my favorite little cities to the south there. Um and I, it was a, it was in a nightclub, and I just came out, and you know, I, it kind of felt to me like, you know, what, these guys don't really look like they want to just be blasted in the face with a bunch of heavy metal right now. So let me just sit down on the stool and start kind of walking through my life with the bass. And um, you know, I love the Q and A part of it because the truth of it is, the fans they pay attention to such detail on things, you know, things that I forgot ever even happened. You know, yeah. they'll uh, they'll they'll bring up moments. I certainly. 
you know, the Peace Cells riff is a big question. The bass I played in the Peace Cells riff, uh, you know, that sits now in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in Cleveland. Um, you know, what's it like working with Dave? You know, <laughs> there's kind of a, there's sort of a top 10 hit list of questions that, you know, kind of come in all the time. Um, you know, unfortunately, you know, there's not a bunch of other stuff like, you know, you know, old stuff. I mean, hey, who knows up in Seattle? We went up there in the Killing Is My Business tour. So, you know, who knows what kind of questions come in? You know, like, hopefully it's, you know, do you, know, do you recognize this family member from 25 years ago? <laughs> <laughs> well, then I, I, I'm going to be the dark to ask, to ask a little bit about the Peace Sells Rift because there's one thing that I, I always related to. And I'm a, a guy that's 43 and grew up watching MTV, of course. And did you ever think that that riff would just be used for what felt like a decade for the MTV News and, and intro. And did they give you a fat kickback? I hope so. Because MTV <laughs> News was literally... Yeah. It's like, dude, Dave should get 10 bucks for that. We did finally get paid. It was a... There was a big... Believe it or not, there was a class action lawsuit against... Oh! ...owns MTV and VH1. One day, my lawyer just said, hey, go to this link, fill out this form. And it was very, it was a nice database. I mean, they knew every song I wrote, played on. I mean, they had this thing really dialed. And apparently it was a bunch of people. I was just made it. It was like, you know, they'd been using Red Hot Chili Peppers and all kinds of bands without music permission? for years. Whoa. And and I guess they weren't, you know, people weren't getting paid. And so, you know, Whoa. the record companies, just, I mean, it wasn't a bunch of musicians. It was record companies and people yeah. who also wanted their money. And they, they, and one day I went to the mailbox and the check was there. So it was like, Hey, what do you know? You know? So, um, so was that, yeah, that, and that's the moment paid. that you're like, uh, I can now you... watch MTV again. <laughs> and then you turn it back on. It's all reality TV shows. You're like, what the hell's going on? <laughs> yeah, but even in reality TV, I mean, like if they, if they use a song or a riff and I guess a lot of this reality TV is kind of original content, you know, but, uh, but you know, it's funny with that riff, we, you know, we had a band apartment when we first got signed to Capitol. We got a new manager, got a small little advance, I don't know, you know, 40 grand or something that we could kind of use to split up. And that's 10 grand each. We can live like humans now. And so we got a, you know, band apartment to meet Dave and Chris Poland uh, all shared. And I remember one day me and Chris were at the, we like by the kitchen doing the dishes or something, you know, some domestic chores in our rock star uh, apartment. And, uh, and all of a sudden, like MTV's on in the background, and 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 they, you know, MTV News, you heard it here, boo, doo, 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 doo. and they play the riff. We're like, was that us? <laughs> <laughs> no. And then, of course, the next time they do it, they would switch it. Then they'd have that little DJ scratch, you know, MTV News, shuka chuka chuka, you know, and, and it was like, ah, see, it was figment of our imagination. It couldn't have been, you know. And <laughs> it's just funny how then over the years. You know, so, somebody, there was some little, you know, somebody behind the curtain of, of the great Oz at MTV who obviously was a Megadeth fan or liked that riff or something. And the Lord shone favor upon us. And, uh, <laughs> you know, and it's 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 kind of a cool moment to have because obviously that's a big part of my legacy and history and certainly for Megadeth. And so it's, it's uh, you know, it's a cool moment to have something like that happen in your life. But, so MTV didn't reach out to you guys and say, hey, we want to use this. They just started using it. Am I correct in understanding yeah. it? Wow. Well, I mean, yeah. that's really yeah, exactly. flattering. That's flattering and exciting, but at the same time, it's like, hey, wait a minute, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. Well, that, that's why, again, that's why, you know, when everybody's like, you guys get paid for that, it's like, well, look, if you're all about money, yeah, well, then chase the money. But, you know, why would you chase the money? And then they go, yeah, we're not going to pay you. Now we're not going to use your riff anymore right, either. Right. <laughs> so it's kind of like, you know, let's just kind of let this sort of play itself out. Oh, yeah, that's you know, a we, tremendous promotional you know, we, vehicle. We, yeah. yeah. 
if you got into music to make money, you might want to try another profession. You know? but, uh, so, especially on your, on your sort of essentially first or second album. I mean, for us, we were just thrilled to, you know, have the, enjoy the ride, you know, and I guess somehow money shows up when it's supposed to, you know. Well, it's funny you bring up this, how iconic that bass riff has become because of, I mean, a, a, the song obviously being a killer song and then MTV News as well. And I just recently was at a Foo Fighters show here. You know, Dave has history being in Seattle and he, and he even brought up while he was performing My Hero, which became one of their biggest songs. He's like, I still can't get over the fact that I wrote this song in the laundry room of my old place up in North Seattle and now I have 50,000 people in the stadium singing along with me. I mean, I, I love to go back to yeah, when like, really you cool. don't know when you write a bass riff that it's going to become an iconic bass riff. Where were you when that? Do you can you recall when you guys first came up with the song? Because it's still, in my opinion, one of the greatest songs. And and the bass riff is why that song is so great. Do you remember first coming up with that? Was it a jam? Was it something well, you walked think, in with? You know, it's funny. We we lived in a, in a uh, house the, for the producer for the first uh, for our first record, Killing Is My Business, uh, Carrot Faye. We lived up at his house. And uh, none of us were making any money, so pretty soon the electricity got shut off, and now we're running an extension cord to the neighbor's house to get some electricity, and now we've got candles, you know. And it's, uh, you know, there was always enough money for beer. There just didn't happen to be enough money for electricity and some of the other finer things in life, you know. Priorities, but uh, priorities. you know, we were we were truly the broke, starving, you know, heavy metal band. But uh, we're living in Laurel Canyon, of course, you know. But um, so we're hanging out, and, and, and Dave picks up my bass. I had this, this BC Rich uh, bass, and um, he'd been working on, <coughs> you know, sometimes, you know, we'll pick up a different instrument. He picks up a bass and writes a riff. I'll pick up a guitar, write a riff, whatever, you know. And, and so it, 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 he started jamming on it, and he handed it to me, and we started going back and forth on it. Then that night, we took that song into the rehearsal room. And I mean, that song wrote itself. You know, me, Dave, Gar, and Chris just in the room jamming. It was one of those really beautiful moments that happened as a band, you know, where it really fell into place together. Um, and because we didn't have a lot of that. Sometimes, you know, because Dave and I always partnered together and sort of, you know, we would squat at people's houses. We'd move in. They didn't know we moved in until our mail started showing up at their house. And then they realized, oh, God, we got to get these guys out of here, you know. So, but, you know, so Dave and I were always working on on music and riffs and songs together. And, and that was a big, it was a cool thing in the, on those, you know, essentially the music that became kind of the first three, certainly the first two records, you know, Killing Is My Business and Peace Sells. Yeah. Um, is that, you know, we'd be working on something and Dave would go, you know what, play, play this part on the bass right here. And that would become like an intro or, you know, he'd say, you know, let's, let's make a moment here to have the, have this bass break. And Chris Adler, and a Lamb of God drummer who cut the dystopia record for us and did some touring um, for a few months with us. You know, he pointed that out one day. We we're doing a knot uh, fest down in Mexico City. And he goes, he goes, dude, it must be so cool to be the bass player in this band because you get all these big, like iconic bass breaks. And, and I, and I, you know, he says, trust me, I am in a band where we don't have any. So now I'm playing in Megadeth where like every other song has some, you know, either, P-Cells, the beginning of Trust, Devil's yep. Island, there's a breakdown, Dawn Patrol, you know, the beginning of Poison with the Cure. And I was like, wow, I guess you're right. You know, it's, uh, you know, again, as a member of the, the, the low end of the orchestra, it's nice to have these sort of, uh, you know, moments where there's this, you know, and I, I kind of think of it like that. You know, Megadeth music is a lot like sort of an orchestral movement. There's this sort of tension, release, these these speed chase moments followed by, 
slow down moments and it's, you know, it's, it's very much like watching a film or something. It's, it's, it's meant to be dramatic. That's a, that's a great way to describe it. You're absolutely right. Um, I'd love to ask you, this might be a random question, uh, but, you know, being one of the members, when you talk about Megadeth, everyone brings up like the big four when it comes to thrash metal and obviously you guys and Metallica and then Anthrax and also Slayer. For you, of the other three, which one is your favorite to listen to? Um, you know, probably Metallica. And, and, and that's because I heard them, before, you know, it's funny. Chris Adler, just, to, you know, when we were doing Dystopia, one of the values he brought in was, you know, we were obviously in a lineup change. There's a management change. We're writing this new record. Kind of who is Megadeth in 2015, essentially, right? Because right. a lot of things had changed internally and externally. And, you know, Chris Adler was kind of like, well, my Megadeth would do this. My Megadeth wouldn't do that. And we are kind of like, well, who's your Megadeth? And he goes, you know, so far, so good, so what? 1988, 89. Like, that was the poster on my wall, Megadeth. So I was like, okay, so let's refer back to that mindset a little bit, right? And, um, you know, so I think I think lots of times, you know, when I go back to, I listen to Metallica, you know, my Metallica, if you will, mm-hmm. was the No Life to Leather, because that was the first stuff I heard. You know, keep in mind, Dave got let go from Metallica in April of 83. I met him, like, the first week of June. Like, probably six weeks after he was out of the group, I met Dave. And within June, that month, we formed Megadeth together. And so when I, I remember walking into, you know, his apartment, we lived literally up upstairs, downstairs from each other, and I remember going up there, walking, and he was playing the No Life to Leather demo on stereo and i remember it was dark it was haunting it was fast it was aggressive and you know keep in mind everything on the radio was you know ronnie deal led zeppelin yep uh, quiet riot motley crew you know that was what was blowing up you know flash dance <laughs> you know that's what was blowing up on the radio you know uh, that i could hear and all of a sudden i'm i'm hearing you know mechanics and uh Seek and Destroy and Phantom Lord. I'm just going to, you know, and so that, you know, to me, that's in, you know, even pre, you know, pre Cliff. I mean, the, the bass player, Ron McGovney. Yep. Um, you know, that, that's my Metallica right there, you know, and obviously to watch them grow, you know, and then we heard the Kill em All record. Like, I'll never forget the day that showed up at the house. <laughs> that was a very, that was an interesting afternoon sitting down listening to that um, with Dave. Oh, know. I bet. Um, you know, and, uh, you know, there there were these moments that were just fueled by, you know, like I remember we were working on the, uh, you know, in those first few months writing this Megadeth material, and it was really slow. It was more like Black Sabbath tempos, you know, and, and this fan letter showed up. We had a, had a kid running our fan club up in the San Francisco area, and a fan letter shows up, and it says, dude, I hope your new stuff's faster than Metallica. And, dude, the ne- that night we went to rehearsal and everything sped up like 40 beats per minute. <laughs> <laughs> Thrash metal was born that evening. All because <laughs> of one letter. Yeah, uh, All because of one letter that just set Dave off. It's you know? a challenge it's, accepted. That's why, that's why Killing Goes My Business is just completely out of control. You know? I'm going to go back and listen to it and just think about this story, man. That's so awesome. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, but, yeah, do the needle drop when you you hear the piano done with last rights you hear love it you're like okay this fan this is okay this is from a fan this whole thing right here a fan spawned this flame here you know so 
Wow. Imagine what that guy, if you ever knew that that was the reason. That would be an insane thing to find out that I, my letter was the reason why Megan had changed the direction a little bit and went faster. <laughs> exactly. I mean, it literally changed the course of everything, you know. And then, you know, the irony that then, then uh, you know, six months later, we're going to debut the band um, up in San Francisco because Dave said, look, we're not playing any clubs in L.A. We're not doing this pay to play. And he really got it. I mean, he'd done, you know, some, some time there with Metallica in the clubs of the, you know, L.A. area. And he saw a whole different light when Metallica relocated up to San Francisco. So we debuted the band, and, you know, now Kerry King from Slayer, because he was kind of unsure of the future of Slayer. And he loved Dave. He watched, he watched uh, you know, he always told me, he goes, man, I saw Dave play with Metallica opening for Saxon at the Whiskey, and uh, watching Dave changed my life. Wow. You know, and, uh you know, yeah, so pretty pretty cool words, you know, and then Carrie's now in the band, and we debut the band. He goes up to San Francisco and goes, wow, okay, this is a whole different thing. And that's really what got him to go back home and, and wipe the makeup off Slayer and reframe the group. And that's, he loved Exodus, Tom Hunting, the drummer yep. from Exodus, was like his, his favorite. And, you know, probably, probably, you know, probably sped some Slayer temples up too. I don't know, you know, but it's. So it's just interesting how, how these moments, you know, and I think that's, you know, look, to kind of wrap it all up into base story, that's, look, we're having a base story right now on the radio. I mean, this is it, you know. Um, sans, sans a base riff, you know. But, uh, but you know, these, these moments are just so, you know, at the time, you're, you're just scratching your head, you know, going, what the hell is going on here? But, you know, you look back historically and you just go, man, one little mo- one little moment like that changed the course of history. Yeah. I mean, now look at Slayer. I mean, they're having, obviously, their farewell. I mean, Slayer Slayer is a genre in and of itself. They're, as much as they're part of the big four, they're pretty much, they're, they've defined and created the genre. It really in the same way the Ramones did. Yeah, that's actually very true. They're they're uh, an entity, you know, in and of themselves, you know. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. And that's amazing yeah. to hear the origin of of them, you know, becoming forging that, you know. That's, and that, that's and you're you're spot on with that, yeah. And the damn kid that wrote that letter, he's part of the reason why Slayer <laughs> became Slayer too. <laughs> it's this one kid. Uh, that kid's an attorney somewhere right now. No hey, idea. Folks, everyone listening, just know your 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 emails, fan letters, whatever they have, they carry weight. <laughs> Seriously, uh, Dave. Before we let you run, dude, this is so awesome. And again, people could uh, experience this live at Louis G's this Saturday, and it's going to be happening. Base story, an intimate evening uh, with uh, with Dave Dave Ellison. You can just go to uh, uh, Louis G's website, uh, Brown Paper tickets or daveellison.com you can get information as well there uh i recently listened to an interview with you where you were talking about your coffee company and it was something that you said that just resonated where i was like man you really just nailed it when it came to just it was just a quick little blur but i wrote it down because i was like man I, I just one day if i talk to you i would love to bring it up i have like crazy notes in my phone i have to search for but your coffee company is called ellison coffee company uh but you said something where somebody was like saying you know there's always gonna be people giving someone a hard time about whatever they are and whatever they're doing like this is better than this and that's better than the other thing and i was like this was just great words of wisdom from you. I, I, you said people don't necessarily always want the best. They just want something that they can relate to. And I was like, that sums up my career because I definitely don't view myself as being the best. But I think what I do for a living can relate to someone, whether it be just how I am or who I be. Um, I would love for you to just kind of elaborate a little bit on that because I walked away from you saying that. I was like, damn it. That is, that, those are words to live by. Well, you know, look, I mean, since we're, we, one thing we all share in common here on this call certainly is music. I mean, look at ACDC, you know, obviously Angus, an incredible lead guitar player, but they are the epitome of a group of guys who, 
you know, if you singled them out, would they be outstanding? I don't know. You know, mm-hmm. um, pretty meat and potatoes kind of organization. But you put them together, and they're greater than the sum of their parts. And it's what mm-hmm. everybody wants to hear. What they do creates that feeling in a, you know, now a, an arena or a stadium that just, you know, I mean, it's 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 incredible. I, we did some shows with them in 2001 on the World Needs a Hero Tour. Um, we did two shows, and then we got you know, on three more. And, um, and it was funny cause we'd show up and you go, God, this looks like an, like a bunch of metal headbangers over in Europe. This would be awesome. We got on stage and played. Are there fans looked at this? Like, who are these guys? The mega what? Like, Holy boy. Like, you're, and you're standing up there in front of 50,000 people. You're like, come on, you had to have heard of Megadeth. <laughs> and, they, and, and, and they're literally looking at each other. Like, like, you know, then they, then I remember the offspring went on and they're like, okay, they kind of know a couple more of their songs. And then when ACDC went on, I mean, it was, 50,000 fists in the air screaming. Yep. They knew every lyric. And you're, and that was a, an eye-opening moment where you go, these people came to see one band, them. We were just the lobby entertainment until they could hear Hell's Bells, you know? Mm-hmm. And 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 I, I think that's, you know, as it comes to, like, you know, coffee, it's the same thing. You know, it's, it's you know, there's there's been a lot of bands over the years that it's like, you know, you can, you know, and musicians get snobby. Oh, I can play better than that guy, and my licks are better. And it's like, mm-hmm. yeah, but you're at home in your bedroom, and they're on stage at the L.A. Forum. That's right. Like, That's right. So 10, true. thousand faces. So who, who really is better? You know what I mean? Because it's not about sometimes, you know, it, it's not what you play. It's how you play it, you know, yep. and, and, and music is about charisma. And, you know, and it's, and it's, 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 it's putting your, your charisma into your music. Like you said, Dave Grohl, I mean, you know, he's gotten to have a couple of shots at it, which is wonderful, you know, right. hometown guy there. And, um, you know, it's, that's what you hear. The songs are simple, but they resonate. And he says words that everybody can understand, you know, and there's, there's just, there's a beauty to that. And that's, that's what happens with coffee. People come to me, oh, my beans are better than that. And my beans are the best. And then it's like, well. I don't want the best. I just want stuff that people actually are going to buy and drink and enjoy, you know, and, 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 you know, with Ellison coffee, we're a rock and roll coffee company. You know, it's, I mean, really it started out. I, I was just hoping to put my name on a bag of coffee and we'll sell it next to the t-shirts and kind of be done with it. But as, the honesty. as, as things go in my life, uh, somehow is what somebody pointed out to me, he goes, dude, you're, you're like an apostle. You start things, you know what I mean? I'm like, great. You know, so next thing you know, it's, you know, I got my name on it. Now I'm, you know, I'm sort of, you know, farming out the, I'm not literally farming the beans, but I'm, I'm, you know, selecting beans from roasters and marketing and I'm dead center in the middle of, you know, creating a coffee company. And, you know, now that it's up and running and we're, you know, in our, I guess our third year of doing it, you know, you kind of, you, you just like just like a band, you know, you kind of learn what your audience likes, you learn what they don't, and you kind of you start to play to the room a little bit more. That's awesome, my man. So uh, again, that's ellisoncoffeeco.com if people want to get for more information, buy your coffee. And again, this Saturday over at Luigi's and Fife, we're going to have Dave Ellison from Megadeth. It's a uh, base story. And also Sin Circus is going to be playing with you as well. I'm very excited about that. Uh, my man, thank you for taking some time out and chatting. And I think uh, people are getting a good example of what base story is going to be like on Saturday. It's going to be a blast. Should be a lot of fun. Look forward to seeing seeing the Sin Circus guys there, too. It should be a fun night. I look forward to get back up and hanging out with you guys. Yeah, it'll be good to see you, too, man. Cool. All right, you guys. Rock it. Take see care. Take care. Bye. Oh, man, that guy's awesome. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
That was great. Yeah. That was really cool, man. And then for those don't know that the bass riff, just I'm going to just quickly throw it on just so you can. I mean, this well, actually, is. Actually, if you don't know the bass riff, check yourself. But go ahead, Steve. 100 percent agree. What's with the you. sun? Well, it's this weird yellow thing. Yeah, that's it right there. That's the MTV yeah, News yeah. bass riff right there. I know, right? It was just like, I remember being like, "That's crazy that they didn't get a kickback at first. Such a great bass line. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Remember, Mixed Fest, Windows had learned this entire song. That's right. And, man, we were jamming it, and finally Tony and I ended up having this conversation. He's like, man, my favorite part of the song is the outro. Yeah. I'm like, dude, me too. Yeah. And so we ended up just taking the outro, like, you know, from right from Can You Put a Price on Peace, because I wouldn't say it. Tony would just start the riff, mm-hmm. and we stuck it at the end of our song underfoot. And it's just great to see random audiences, like people you wouldn't expect. Just went, the surprise. Oh, oh my God, oh. that's Peace Cells. Yeah. And it was great. Like, no matter where we went, East Coast, West Coast, we would go into that outro and you'd see people light up. And I'm like, ah, see, you guys know what's up, you know. It's such a great part. Yeah, that's killer. Right. It was yeah. a ton of fun to play. Fun to sing and play at the same time, actually. God, that guy's yeah. so cool. Yeah, that was, uh, I remember that. That was awesome. And oh, I, was, yeah, I was faded. And I, remember <laughs> I was faded, too, so. <laughs> Either I'm really messed up or they're doing some Megadeth right now. I didn't know there was an SH in the word peesh there, Glenn. Peesh. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe a little less Jack Daniels <laughs> next time, buddy. So we just got a few minutes. I got to pop over and head to a doctor's appointment. But I do want to play a little sample of uh, some Sin Circus. So if you had to pick one song. Derek. Uh, I would say Neverland. Neverland. Seems to be with the one that everyone likes off the first one. Ooh. Yeah. And this is off the Chemical Youth record, which came out a few years ago. Yeah, I mean, I must have recorded this when I was 17 or 18. Whoa! Yeah. So that's, we, we, we've grown quite a bit since then. Nice. Tune. Uh, we tune a full step down. Thought so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I heard that. I'm like, that sounds familiar. We do the same thing. Oh, yeah, do. D standard or drop C. Yeah, yeah. No, it's, it's a, I love playing it. It sounds really chunky <laughs> and heavy. And um, yeah, I love it. I love it. Bring you guys some gifts here, so I got. Oh, oh yeah. for you. For you. Thank you. Thanks, man. Nice. Hell yeah. Ha ha. Got a free record. Yeah. Suck it, everybody. Sweet, brother. Thanks, Circus. Man, that's rad. Killer. And they can find you on Facebook and all the Facebook and Circus Band. Give us a like. And you guys come to the show this weekend. And if you're lucky, I'll sign your CDs. 
<laughs> so, hey, your dad told a crazy groupie story. Do you have any crazy groupie stories? Uh, yeah. <laughs> One that you could share on the cast? Probably not. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, but the apple doesn't fall far. Hey, dude, what oh. happens in Tacoma stays in Tacoma. Come on now. Fair enough. Fair enough. Oh, yeah. That's very true. <laughs> Do you like playing, though, with your, with your brother? Oh, yeah. Me, that, my, me and my brother are pretty tight, actually. That's awesome. Yeah. That's got to It's like instant chemistry. Yeah, it is. It is. And uh, he actually, he sings some mm -hmm. of the songs, too, so... Some of the other songs on this album, I think he sang two on this one. Two on this yeah, one. Yeah. Two on this one. And on the next one, he'll be singing two and a half. Nice. <laughs> so, <laughs> Dude, that's awesome, man. Congrats to you yeah, guys. And that's awesome you, that you're going to get to play some Megadeth songs with uh, with, yeah. with Dave Ellison. That's got to be... It's going to be really exciting. Have yeah. you had a chance to meet him before? Or is this going to be... Oh, yeah. I've met him a few times. I was actually at um, Stet Howland's wedding. Okay. Uh, the drummer for Wasp. Yeah. Like now the drummer for Metal no, Church. No, he's the drummer for Metal Church now. Keep him up. Right, keep him okay, up. I gotta keep it up. That's <laughs> <laughs> a date. But he's still on Fair Square. You need to check he, your facts there, son. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he just he just got Somebody's married. Somebody's getting grounded. And we we were we were playing his wedding, and uh, we were playing his wedding, and Dave Elves, uh, yeah, Dave Elfson was what well, he was the uh, the guy that was marrying them. Damn. Well, he was the officiant. Yeah. I yeah, heard yeah. that he was. Yeah, the rep yeah. does that too. Yeah. Very good people. Yeah, it's really easy to get ordained. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, met him, I met him there, and I'm, I actually met him when they came here with the Scorpions, and we were in this limousine, and uh, we were doing all, all of us doing an interview in the limousine. I, that was the first time I met him, I think. And, no, no. Yeah. First time you met him was at, at uh, one of his bass oh, yeah. session things when he came to Guitar Center. Yeah, we were, yeah. Uh, no, it was Ted Browns. Ted we were, Browns, we were doing right. some uh, rock and roll band camp thing, and we were, mm -hmm. I think maybe we were, um, like teaching the kids at this point. Yeah, it was your second year doing it. It was our that. second year. We we were we were mentoring some of the kids. And uh he came in to do his bass thing at the Ted Brown. And uh, that was the first time I met him actually. And then it was Damn. the Scorpions and then it was um the the wedding. So a few times, yeah. That's awesome. Well, this is going to be a very cool experience then to be able to be at yeah. Louis G's this Saturday and and, and dude, I just listening to Dave. I that's going to be a fun night oh, of the is. stories. And yeah, then, don't miss it. Don't miss Levi, it. thank you for putting this all together. Appreciate yeah. that. Absolutely. And I wanted to shout out the other bands. Kings of Cavalier are open in. Ghost oh. of the Civic and Massacre at the Opera will also be there. Damn, so. great oh, bill. It's a full night. Yeah, full yeah, night. Killer. Full lineup. What time do things start? Uh, 7 o'clock. Okay. Uh, cool. Tickets are going pretty fast, so grab them online if you can. There'll be some more released at the door. Um, we're almost sold out of VIPs, so pop up on a Like doors at 6, show start at 7, or doors at 7, doors show start at 8? show starts at 7. 7, okay, 7. Got it. Cool, very, man. very cool. Awesome. And then Steve, I know uh, Metal Church working on some new stuff. Yeah, as a matter of fact, we're done with the new stuff. It, uh, we're, we're hoping for a release here probably within the next I don't know, four or six weeks, I hope. Nice. Oh, yeah. Killer. Yeah. It's exciting. Yeah. Followed by all kind of cool stuff. You, would you uh, do a tour with your son's band? We have done tours yeah, with them. Yeah, oh, okay. Yeah. They've, uh, for actually, what, the last two years? Three or they four have tours, I think. The last, uh, well, yeah, three tours of the West yeah. Coast and Texas. The one with you know, the, that's and awesome. then the one with the Armored Saints before yeah, that. Yeah, too. it was Metal Gosh. Church, Armored Saint, and Sin Circus. And that was yeah. about a, what, a four-week run? Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Texas was interesting. Why is that? Uh, our bus was falling apart. <laughs> oh, no! <laughs> so I, I was just laughing in my head while, while Dave was talking about his when he was starting and, and you know, the struggles that musicians go through. <laughs> our tour bus, man. Uh, so this, like, crazy storm hit Texas, and I've never been anywhere like that before, so I'd never, 
I'd never like experienced any kind of weather oh, yeah. like this before. Oh, you never had like a, a proper oh, yeah. electrical storm, oh, like dude. It was like yeah, thunder, lightning, just like lit up the sky like the sun was up, and it's End like twelve days. o'clock at night. <laughs> yeah, dude. Oh, yeah. yeah, it started raining, and within five minutes of it raining, the streets were running like rivers. Like they literally mm-hmm. looked like rivers, Jeez. and our bus was like floating down the, <laughs> down oh, the, no. the road basically, ah. and we had these like empty John gas, empty coffee um, <laughs> containers. And pots and pans and stuff because the, <laughs> the roof of the bus was leaking. So there was just like, there was like just gallons of water just being like caught in these pot, pots and pans all over the bus. Yeah. And yeah, I felt like we were sitting on a pirate ship or something, dude. It was crazy. Free, free duck tours. Yeah. <laughs> like, Dad, can we crash guy, on your bus? Yeah, yeah. Well, the funny thing was, is I was traveling with these guys because these guys are a funner bunch than my band. Right? <laughs> I played with a bunch of old guys who are like, yeah, let's just get to the hotel and get this over with. You know, these guys are young. They're partying, still loving so being like, in a rock and roll yeah, band. I'm like, yeah, yeah I'm going to be. I'm, I'm rolling with the Sinsurious guys. I'll see you guys at the show. <laughs> so I was first-hand experience in all this stuff. And, of course, the driver, Judd at the time. Oh, he's going 70. <laughs> we're like the only the only vehicle on the road because everybody else in Texas is smart enough to get the hell out of the yeah. way. And they, they know when, you know, to board up the house and everything. Well, he he's driving down the damn highway at like 60 miles an hour on a Oh yeah, but we're hydroplaning all over the place in a bus. I was like, dude, you need to pull this thing over like right now. I mean, we, we took refuge in an In-N-Out burger. Yes, we did. <laughs> and they let us in there. I was just sitting in there drawing pictures at the table and stuff. I mean, of all places, hours. it could be worse if we stuck yeah. somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, they were really cool. They, they even hooked us up with some free milkshakes, milkshakes and everything. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> we were going to go to the Wendy's, but we saw you guys. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Come on in. I remember my old band. We got our bus broke down. Our tour van broke down, and we got stuck at a Denny's. We got crap from them. Not even a free cup of coffee. Rude. Next time, in and out. <laughs> Glenn, anything going on in your world, my man? Before no, we get running, man, things no. are good. Still enjoying yeah, I'm, I'm chill time. Enjoying my forced retirement, semi forced retirement. <laughs> I forced it upon myself because I thought my head was going to explode. But hopefully, uh, within the next couple weeks, and certainly into the first week of October, I'll be making some really cool announcements. Awesome stuff. I'm super excited about. But for now, I've just been trying to sleep and. Enjoy life the way other people do. Nice. Good. Well deserved. <laughs> yeah. So um, I, I unfortunately got to run, uh, but yep. thank you guys, everybody, yeah, for you being for having here. Thanks, man. It was great. Thank you. Thanks, dude, total pleasure having you guys in. And again, catch Sin Circus along with a bunch of other great bands yeah. and Dave Elveson from freaking Megadeth. And that's going to be happening this Saturday night. And uh, just get your tickets over at Louis G's. Levi, anything else before we pop on uh, big, out? Big shout out to Quality Brand. Big shout out to Local Roots. My boy AJ down at Pelt uh, uh, Motorsports. All that and more. Yeah. <laughs> Love you. All right, well, we'll be back next week. I'm sure we'll be doing something silly because that's just what we do. <laughs> <laughs> Until next time, as always, please stay positive. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. 
Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.